All right, I think we have Mi 66 with us now. Let's see. Good, okay. Right, and let me just now ping uh, Cafe Chatters. Okay, so how are you? Can you hear me? Is it letting you speak, NR257? I can't hear you yet. Are you speaking? Now we should be able. Ah. Right. Ah. Hey, good evening, everybody. Um, sorry, I had just, um, I'm basically using the microphone, so I forgot to switch to my uh, PC right now. So good good evening, everybody, and thanks, uh, thanks for inviting, Dylan. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Okay, let's give everyone a few more minutes just to get in cool. here. Sure. Uh, and if we... Did we give your guys an invite link? They're all able to get in, right? Um, yeah, I'm going to double check that as well because um, I posted in our clan members team and still waiting some people. I'm just going to go quickly and double check so everybody will be joining in sure. the next minutes. Sure. And shout out to Blatz, everyone. If you're coming to tomorrow's AMA, we're going to have Blatz on and they're doing street labs. So that's pretty awesome. Okay. So moving forward, we're going to be doing lots of what's called joint AMAs. In other words, you've all kind of got the gist of what Fat Cat is about. So instead of us doing hour long of our own AMAs, we rather kind of do joint communities where we kind of talk a bit about our both our projects. And uh, because I think that the name of the the name of the game right now is partnerships and collaborations, right? Uh, I think we should not just be looking at other projects for whitelist spots, but we should be looking at them for expanding our circle of competence, right? Who, who do we want to be friends with after we mint? Who do we want to be playing poker tournaments with? Who do we expect to see around next month? And so that's kind of how I'm looking uh, at the space right now. Yeah, exactly. And this is this is basically uh, the great... This is what, what we... Uh... Well, we tried in the beginning as well, and I'm uh, pretty impressed how you guys are doing because you have uh, this schedule there, and uh, you just literally calling that podcast as well, and you're holding that literally in that format as well. So, um, uh, in French, you say a uh, chapeau for that, guys, that you're yeah. doing a cool thing. I'm like, it's not only a kind of a marketing or a partnership which the projects need, like to hype or exchange the people or to get the whitelist, whatever, it's very important to those guys who are um, who are staying around, like um, to get new friends. And, um, and we are here on, on a big journey, I, see, I guess. Exactly, exactly. And uh, you know, it, it it's interesting because you're a friend of a friend, right? When when we started working closer with Slotties, 
Uh, Effie and Meadow were like, have you met our friends? We have other friends. You should meet our friends. And so that's how we got to Meadow Triads. And um, I think that that says a lot too, because, you know, if you're vetted via another project, that, that goes a long way as far as I'm concerned. And um, speaking of that, uh, maybe let's talk about the uncomfortable part first. Well, actually, I mean, now I've said it, but <laughs> let's give a bit of an intro. Let's talk about your journey with Metatrides, what you've done so far uh, and what you're trying to do. And kind of, you know, I know you had a bit of a mess with the initial minting and that's unfortunate. Yeah. It happens, but I'm glad you're still building. So now that that's out of the way, let's talk yeah. about what your goal is and what you have done so far. Um, yeah, totally. So uh, just uh, what I want to mention, there's a one uh, very good, I don't remember, is it a Roman saying or a Greek saying? that uh, tell me who are your friends and I'm going to tell you who you are. So that, that is the part when you just, what you just mentioned, that sometimes this friendship goes a very long way and it's very important who your friends are suggesting you to. And um, so that's typically where, where I'm very happy to know you as well, Dylan, cause, uh, and your project, guys. Because the Meadows and Effie told me right, 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 right the same way that, hey, uh, guys, I've been there on AMA and you definitely have to, get, have to go there as well to meet them. Um, yeah, uh, so I'm going to just um, do a basic small idea what the meta triads are. I'm going to share with you guys um, what we are trying to do and um, what we are trying to build up with our community that is um, kind of an aggregator marketplace where a fashion and apparel brands will be able to um, create their real-life collection and AR in a metaverse. So basically, the meta triads are not a brand, or it's not a like a, it's not a not 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 a one company. It's a it's a kind of a middleman company. Or we are we are building up a middleman company who will operate um, in metaverse and in in AR and um, back in the physical world as a merchandise. And helping like kind of the already established brands um, to um, to implement and to to uh, realize their visions of fashion in 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 in, in metaverse. So basically, so, so yeah. Would would you kind of call it like a a B two B gateway for established um, exactly. established brands? Exactly. Is that kind yeah. of the idea? Exactly, but not only in an established brands, because we know that like um, there are thousands of very talented and young designers, studios, artists, and they want to um, they want to reach out to this community, and they want to um, they're building up their ideas there, and uh, just to give them that possibility, and we kind of yeah, we're kind of a bridge or a connecting link. Uh, to them, to the metaverse, and um, like seeing and looking at or talking about like a, a pearl market value, just in 2020, it's like a huge. Uh, it was like 1.5 trillion, if I'm not mistaken, and uh, it's expected to be like in five years 2.25 or something like that. So just the potential and uh, the there's laid laid bare and that's 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 amazing growth what they are showing and metaverse and this digital world and web 3.0 commerce it's like a it's like a huge potential there um, so this is where we thought and this idea 
was born, by the way, and uh, it's, I told you that in a dinner at a dinner uh, table with the among a couple of friends who are uh, designers, among of one of uh, our partners, George Pisani, and we're like discussing this future amazing world of Web 3.0, and uh, the idea was born that that hey, we we can just imagine like whatever there are, there are some there are some certain. Um, companies already did it, Balenciaga and Gucci. I wanted to pause you on that. Just if everyone wants to quickly look over at Cafe Voice Text, I've just posted an article where about a year ago, Roblox sold a virtual Gucci bag for $4,000, which was more than the original bag. So that's a really good case study of this, everyone. Yeah. And by the way, what what, um, during our research, what we came up with, there are a bunch of very good and... um, established brands well-known brands they've been developing uh, clothing and um and and wearables for gaming since already like 20 years ago and they've been kind of uh, going like um let's say like underground and now it's like hopping up and um that like as i mentioned like the potential is like amazing there um, and we discussed it last time, but what's very important it's, um, and crucial to that part that um, still we are very early, all of us, in, in this field. And uh, even um, technology is a little bit behind us. So this is a kind of the verge of the or a era coming where ideas are running so quick and so far and the technology have to catch it up so yeah uh, so, so, let's, so let's fight you there a little bit if i can um sure. because the obvious question then is look all these metaverse platforms aren't ready yet right you're you're too early in a way and so for those who are not just buying your collection for the art and by the way everyone check out the art it's fantastic it's got this kind of cyberpunk steampunk retro feel to it i really love it but for those who are not just buying you for the art, but buying you as an investment, aren't you mm-hmm. kind of too early, right? Like these brands can't be onboarded yet because Sandbox and stuff aren't ready to onboard them. I mean, Decentraland kind of is, but aren't you a bit early? Yes, I'm like, uh, you're totally right. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm not saying early. It has both, both two sides, you know, like... Um, we are definitely not the first ones. I mean, like, they've been uh, already attempts and they are trying to adapt. And as we have seen, the technology is developing so quickly, it's catching up like literally in a month. So, uh, we have this uh, not a strategy, but I would say, like, we are aware that we are pretty, pretty early on that and we are still struggling and developing this technology of. Uh, as you mentioned, like um, that, the, the central it might be ready, but we w- do not want to operate only in it in one meta metaverse. It's about the idea is about where when you're switching the metaverses, you're taking your wearables, whatever it is, your tokens, your um, your avatars with you. So this kind of adaptation, you're totally right. It's like so early stage right now and we do, do not even know uh to be honest right now um how that how that's gonna work but um but we are for sure working on that and we are researching that and we're building that and it's just, 
it's very uh, exciting to be uh, to be honest this uh, kind of pushing this movement and uh, um, like going into the unchained waters i would i would say like like this yeah like going okay. to the unchained waters it brings a lot of experience and um and a lot of knowledge yeah and it's right. very on, on a pragmatic level for those who are kind of buying into you for the medium to short term right uh, what can they expect? Can they expect uh, oh. you to be onboarding a few? Like, do you have a few brands that you've already partnered with that are ready to come into at least Decentraland or something? Like, what, you know, what's their kind of, you know, even if like, you know, we're very long-term focused here in Fat Cats, right? Long-term, I mean, long-term yeah. to some people in the space means next Tuesday, but to us it at least means a year. And uh, so, you know, we're long-term focused. We're building this blue chip hedge fund. We're looking for, kind of the brands that may take a little bit of time to get off the ground and are doing something substantial, right? Because right now we've got all these kind of gimmicky roadmaps and you guys are trying to do something substantial. But what is that kind of midterm goal that they can expect? Like, do you have, uh, you know, you, I, I know you may not be able to say who because you probably have NDAs, but do you have a number of partners already signed up? Uh, and what, you know, what is the timeline to onboard a few of them and their products, let's say, Decentraland? Yeah, it's a very good question. And um, um, so basically, um, we are, we started, um, since we started this this company and uh, even before we started our communication and uh, sharing this idea with on Discord or Twitter, um, we already have been started, already there, uh, reaching out the brands, uh, talking to them, explaining to them. For some of them, it was a huge surprise. They cannot even imagine what this is. And some of them were like completely, okay, we are in. We're jumping on a boat. Let's do it. Let's, let's do it. Let's talk tomorrow. And we're like, whoa, 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 chill. <laughs> it, needs, it needs a little bit more time. And like, there are some there's very differences. There are like companies who are uh, still waiting for the marketplace because usually, and I'm, I'm like, um, um, it's my first, uh, to be honest, it's my, it's founder is my first nft project ever i did my researches whatever but usually i had the experience in the startups and usually how it works and and i know how startups works let's say kind of this this way that first you're developing a a, a product or um, uh, let's say in our case a marketplace and only when you can offer literally something and you can tell them here's a marketplace guys um Here's the world. Here's the technology how to do that. Let's start developing a uh, first collection to drop it. Or maybe let's start in, with some of the companies, by the way, we are even thinking about the existed, existing collections which have been showed uh, and doesn't matter, it's like a haute couture or a prêt-à-porter, uh, this uh, ready-to-wear. We, we talked already about that uh, not to develop new ones, but let's try to implement what already exists. And um, of course, uh, it's a very long term. We are totally long term. I'm like, this is not going to happen in uh, next few months, not talking about the next Tuesday. I'm like, that's impossible. And this is like where um, our holders, I believe that they uh, truly understand that. And And it's a natural way when... We have a paper hands as well. We had a lot of paper hands, like jumping on a project, looking for a, a very short and 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 quick, um, let's say, returns. 
Um, some of them hopped it up, some of them are staying here, some of them waiting. But mainly what, what makes us different to um, a lot of projects, I would say, uh, out there is that we are kind of looking at that not as an NFT project, which is a, uh, which is a hype right now and has a momentum. And uh, as long as it's over, that, that, that goes down. I'm like, we are seriously trying to build up a company. And this is kind of our um, our idea. And I ask uh, um, the question regarding the this um, uh, returns or uh, let's say uh, rewards. Um, I'm I'm even getting right now more and more uh, accurate on that and and uh, um, uh, trying to be very careful since you know what happened with with our friends with with, with uh, uh, slotties yeah, that's um, a good segue exactly that's yeah. a good segue because you know your website sounded a lot like theirs in terms of tokenomics and yeah. uh, and we don't want anyone to fall into the sec trap so how are you adjusting exactly. things exactly this is uh this is this is getting so weird right now that i that that uh, uh, sec regulation is trying to regulate um whole market or trying in this and and open seas panicking on that and just kicking out the projects where yeah but um what we had we we sounded very similar that's totally true regarding the uh, rewards and coin airdrops and we we uh, we still haven't violated anything obviously because uh, obviously haven't kicked it out but on the other hand we do not have this enormous amount of of value right now uh, on OpenSea provided, and maybe we are a little bit invisible, and that's I would say when we are a little bit lucky on that. But basically, what we are uh, adapting, there are like projects out there like Board Ape Yacht Club and they are ApeCoin, and there are some other projects as well who uh, like uh, like Conks. They have been delisted, if I'm not mistaken, and they get got listed back. Um, they they managed to do that. That's doable. There are like one thousand mechanics, and right now what we looked at and we adapted and and we are still adapting that is that the reward ecosystem. What we are imagining for us is that the the marketplace activities um, will go and will be added to the reward program fund, which is totally and complete in the hands of DAO. And the DAO will decide the allocation of, of, of that tokens. And basically what we had to change and we changed it drastically is the TRIA token, which we have, which uh, uh, from now on, and it, it was actually initially made uh, as an uh, in, uh, internal toko, token with uh, future utility on the marketplace. And it was meant to be a main currency of the ecosystem, but right now we have to write it in a very, very uh, precise way. Uh, so uh, the uh, the SecRec or OpenSea or whatever who does will double check that or check that read it doesn't 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 look like we are promising this uh, forbidden word i would say this passive income you know guys i'm like yeah yeah for, for, yeah for for in well it's not just a passive income it's it's you know i i, I talk to fat cats members often about this 
you know, it's sometimes it's hard for people to wrap their head around the reality that the letter of the law is all that matters, not the spirit of the law, right? That's how the legal code works for taxes. And the letter of the law is very specific. There's such a thing called the Howey test. And if you fulfill the Howey test as a security, you are a security. And if you don't fulfill the Howey test, you're not a security. Unless, however, you know, OpenSea is not the government. OpenSea, like every institution that does its KYC, is trying to cover its ass. In other words, every bank that does a KYC on you is trying to have what's called plausible deniability. If one of their uh, clients goes up and blows up the Twin Tower, they don't get sued because they can say, look, we did a KYC. They looked kosher. They didn't look like they were terrorists. And so that's kind of where we're coming from. And so OpenSea, you know, is in the business of making money. It doesn't suit them to remove slotties, right? That's a 10,000 uh, 10, ETH cut of royalties that they're going to cut off, right? They don't want to remove slotties. But their lawyers are saying, look, guys, you know, the fines you may get from the SEC could far outpass, uh, you know, what you could earn in royalties. And so it, it really does boil down to that. And I'm advising slotties on this and a few others that, you know, there is such a concept as an investor club, right, or a uh, art appreciation society, right? We could kind of say yours is an art appreciation society, right? Like, you know, these are the early patrons who believe in the future of Web3 and, and dramatic design and, 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 you know, are patrons of these things. And that's the, the reality that you end up making tons of money, right, doesn't change, doesn't change that reality uh, that you are... Uh, still a club, right? There are plenty of horse racing clubs where people make fortunes of money. Exactly, uh, yeah. horses. But, you know, if, I mean, yeah, you see the French person is laughing over here because he knows in France it's been going on for hundreds of years. Rich dukes and dufons and, and counts used to have enormous stables with millions of dollars that they wrote off for tax and said, uh, uh, pardon, it's a, it's a club. We are just yeah. coming together on Sunday and racing horses <laughs> and sharing a sherry. And if we happen to bet between each other a million dollars, it's none of your business. Right? That's how it went on for centuries. So this is why I say the letter of the law is very important, not the spirit of the law. So in short, yeah, I think it's great that everyone's pivoting. And, you know, as you said, you're still small enough that you can kind of go under the radar and not piss them off. Uh, so I think that that's very good. Yeah, yeah, that's, I'm like, that's honest. I'm like, to be honest, you mentioned, like, we had this... We had such a rough start in the beginning and we didn't reach that value and we're still waiting for a OpenSea verification which will take apparently a little bit longer, I see. But what you said, this is so important like for the holders and for some of the... There are really a, a lot of people out there, they do not understand or they have to be explaining to that that OpenSea is actually, as you said, not really a reg regulatory... Uh, uh, role right now here, but the OpenSea want to be on a safe side when the SEC comes. And this is why they are cutting out the, some of the projects. And um, yeah, this club, and to my knowledge, if I'm not mistaken, this club regulation, there is in the US as well. And basically, what, why we do everybody, why everybody has this problem with that passive income is because of the US holders. And that's that's crazy, but this is, this is true. Like in Europe, to, to my information, I might be not uh, not very uh, good uh, into different countries and national laws how they are. But basically, in Austria, for example, I 
triple check that, um, that's okay. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It's an American issue. It's an American. It falls under the accredited investor problem. Uh, yeah. And, uh, but, you know, this is, look, you know, America has all the guns and all the nukes. And so if America says you're now an American sanctioned company because you have American citizens, uh, you know, no one's going to piss them off. I mean, I remember in Israel here, for example, America came to the banks over here and said, uh, you want to keep having American clients? That's fine. We need access to your books. The Israeli government turned to the banks and said, uh, if you if you give your books to the Americans, we will put you we will we will put you all under treason for violating national security. So uh, they were like, what the hell do we do? So they quickly closed off all their offshore banking centers and told all the American customers who were not a resident over here that, sorry, we can't do it because, you know, no one, no one's willing to piss off, off, off the American uh, tax authorities and the SECs. You just don't do it, right? So for all intents and purposes, if you have one American in your clientele, or even better in this case, even if you have no Americans, but you're on OpenSea, which is an American company, you are then going to be treated as though you do and, and OpenSea has an obligation to judge you as such. Yes, yes, exactly. That's kind of a weird part of that. But since I'm like, um, since uh, what, what, what I'm very happy, happy about it, that uh, the projects and, 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 and people are reacting very quickly to that and this adaptation is still very quick and i'm so happy for meadows and and uh, slotties right now to be honest that um i've been uh, on that ama they held in us uh, i talked before with meadows and it was like huge thing to explain of all of your holders that guys we've been right now delisted from open sea but it's okay because we're gonna adapt and yeah. we're gonna kind of do the next steps and um, what what I very appreciate in 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 in, in this space of the NFTs or uh, uh, let's say in a Web 3.0, it's like this the community is so important, and when the community follows and and when when the community sticks together, there is always a way to find out the solution. And to be honest, I'm not the same opinion that. Um, I'm like, what is Web 3.0? It it should be a decentralized, and why should someone come and regulate that? I'm like, it's yeah. I'm not talking about the fraud, of course, and I'm not talking about yeah. promising people something, and then I'm, I'm not talking about drugs, this or right. scams. No, we're not talking about criminal things, absolutely. And um, but of course, you know, we do have to say over here that Slotties is not out of the trouble. Uh, you know, for those who are not familiar, Slotties and Gambling Apes both got removed. Uh, from what I can check on the grapevine, Gambling Apes uh, was the catalyst because they have some legal dispute going on. You know, but someone is v very upset that they lost money in Gambling Apes and they've taken them to court. And obviously their smart lawyers said, why didn't you attack them on the security issue? Because then you can get them delisted. And, you know, of course, it's this kind of scorched earth mentality, which I never understand, by the way. I've never understood this with people who, who instead of kind of being pragmatic and saying, how do I get as much money out of a project, they rather tear the whole thing down because then you don't get any money, right? But someone is apparently, uh, you know, as the saying goes, my, Lord, if I can't be thin, please make all my friends fat. 
And so that seems to have happened there. But I do not, I do not want to say that Slotties is out of trouble over here. We do not know yet if they'll be relisted. Uh, that doesn't mean that other marketplaces like LooksRare would not choose to take on that niche because that, I think, is going to become more and more apparent. In other words, OpenSea knows it is no longer the complete king. It's the biggest, but it's not the king anymore. And you're going to start to see different mar markets niching. You're going to see Coinbase, which is going to be fully KYC. You're going to see OpenSea, which I think will be a hybrid. So it will try to be always in compliance with the SEC, but still able to take maybe some derivatives that are not kind of uh, high-class projects, but they're not in violation of anything. And then you're going to see marks like LooksRare who are going to be try and be the rebels. I think that this is kind of what you're going to see happening. Uh, the biggest problem for Slotty is no one at this point can get a ruling, right? It's not like... I think the most frustrating part, and I see some magic mushroom holders, you know, in, in the audience, I think the most frustrating part for anyone who is in America or who anyone is dealing with Americans is you cannot get a ruling on this matter. That's the biggest problem. And what we mean by ruling is when I speak in Belgium to our lawyers there, they go to, you know, to, to, to their legal counsel and say, you know, does, does this DAO structure fall under a under our unincorporated society law and they can get a pre-ruling and then if anything comes up against us in court we're able to say look we we did our due diligence asked for a ruling and this was kind of what what we were told whereas in america right now america is basically saying uh yeah you might be yeah you might be and so all these lawyers if they reasonable lawyers basically are unable to give a proper ruling. They basically are saying to their clients, how hot are you willing to go, right? Like as we used to say in the offshore trust business, you know, what shade of gray are you willing to operate in, right? We know what white looks like. We know what black looks like. The gray is where the lawyers get hired and earn an obscene amount of money fighting for precedence and legal disputes. And right now, this is all very gray. Uh, I see also we have creeps holders in the audience. You know, one of the, the, the loopholes being used right now for ERP20 tokens is what happens if you don't you make a token, right? Like in the case of creeps, we have Lumi. But what if you don't open the liquidity pool, right? In other words, everyone agrees in the white is that one banana equals one banana, right? as long as it's just an arcade token. So for example, catnip in our Discord is one banana equals one banana because you cannot take it out of this ecosystem. You can't do anything with it, right? You cannot use it to essentially barter and, and change it to fiat. Uh, whereas yeah. Lumi is an ERP20 token. So in theory, anyone can make a market. But what Creeps team can argue is, look, we meant to be one Lumi equals one Lumi. The fact that someone went and took it and created a liquidity pool. Well, you know, people can do that with shells. People can do that with bananas. People can do that with apples. The problem with that, though, is, and this is where kind of Gala Games is very, very careful, is what happens if all your moderators and your members are using your Discord as the marketplace, right? That's where it gets very hairy very fast because then... Then, then the NCCs and stuff say, hold in a second, you're saying one banana equals one banana, but you've also created the facility for people to come and share bananas, right? So, you know, because we, when we think of opening a marketplace, we think of opening a liquidity pool on Uniswap. But a marketplace in traditional terms, like the NASDAQ and stuff, used to be people standing on the floor, shouting at each other, passing each other paper. Right. So if the trading or if the discussions or if the value is being created through those discussions in a kind of 
facility, right? Like a clubhouse, which is what our discords are defined at. That's when it gets very hairy, very fast. This is why, you know, for fat cats, I've stayed so far away from uh, 20 tokens. I'm loving using everyone else's, right? We can adopt Lumi. We're already adopting Volt. We're already adopting Crown. But I'm staying far away from making our own because I think we're already in a certain level of shade of gray. Let's call it gray color three. And I don't want to push us up to gray color eight. Because I know gray color three, right? I've worked here for years. I know who to talk to if we get pulled in by the SEC and stuff like that. I know how to play that. I know how to reshape it for OpenSea. But if we're also creating essentially premium toilet paper, aka a hedge fund, and we have an ERC20 token, and we're having all these discussions about the value of things, I think it's going to go to the point where someone is going to argue in court, your honor, these people are flaunting our laws, right? They literally are walking on coals. And so you have to pick your battles. And right now for us, I don't see enough of a value to create a coin when we can use other people's coins. And most of those coins, as you've all seen, pump and then go to shit because there really isn't that much of a sustainability yet, right? It's not that the coins are the problem. It's that the ecosystems are not yet advanced enough to use those coins. So I would rather use the coins of someone like Subtax, which has always held value around 20 to 40 cents. The crown coin, which is going to be used as the gaming guild coin for crown capital. So both of those in essence will probably hold their value to some degree because they kind of are backed by an ecosystem or assets. So that's where we're at right now. I know it sucks that it's not, you know, that it's still in the gray, but look for all of you crypto pioneers who have been here from the start, crypto's always been annoying to governments. They've been coming after you for ages, right? They, they first tried to say that it was being used for nefarious activity like Silk Roads and terrorism. Then they wanted to say that, that even though it's not a security, they should be able to take all the coins away because it's destabilizing the power base of the central economies, which is what China just did. And we pretty much got a similar report from the uh, from the Reserve Bank telling Congress that it is our opinion that the major risk of USDC and so on is that they essentially could completely uh, unbalance our economy. So, you know, we are the pioneers and you kind of have to be uh, battle harder than this. So I think the main questions you as holders in any project should be asking is, if this project is in violation of the SEC, does it mean that I am in violation of the SEC? In other words, if I'm paying my tax and speaking to my accountant, if a company was meant to check that I'm an accredited investor or do a KYC and they fail to do so, is that a burden that I'm responsible for? And the answer, thankfully, is no, right? The burden is on the institutions. And this is why I often say when discussing these things that, the governments are coming after the gatekeepers and not coming after you. It doesn't make sense for them to even come after a DAO like Crown Capital or Fat Cats because the big fish to fry are the central exchanges like Coinbase. In other words, keep punching them in the gut or Binance, make it impossible. The, the second gatekeepers is to go like you see in Canada, and I know our Canadian friends have great difficulty with this, is to go to the banks and say to the banks, you want to you let your people buy coins? That's fine. But you now have to hire five new regulators and they're going to have to report to us all the time and we're going to make your life miserable, right? So in other words, it's not illegal. But these are the new burdens. It's like, you know, when the FDA says, you know, you have to have five new employees and guidelines. And then the third gatekeeper is for them to start attacking OpenSea. They're going to say to OpenSea, start doing KYCs, which I think, by the way, you should all expect is 12 to 18 months away. I think OpenSea is going to full-blown go KYC very, very soon. 
Uh, and I think also, it, I wouldn't be surprised if, if OpenSea would allow you to voluntary in the beginning, voluntary declare if you're an accredited investor or not. And also they will help you with your W8s and stuff. So I, I just think that the writing's on the wall. But I think the main question for all of you without kind of getting paranoid and petrified is, am I in any violation if I am buying these equities? And the answer is no, because the burden of, of responsibility is not on you. The burden of responsibility that is on you is your tax. Don't screw up your, your paying your taxes. <laughs> Yeah, that's, I mean, this is so true. Are you said like, don't make Uncle Sam angry. Just pay this, his share, and this, then you are in the safest way. But yeah, I'm like, this is so crucial that, uh, that an open sea will never, or sec regulation never gonna come after the user. That's why the DAO, that, that's why actually, to be honest, what makes the DAO so powerful as well in these projects. And, um, Yeah, a bunch of people don't even asking that, and it was a very good question, Dylan, from your side to explain that that as a user and as a kind of a, let's say a consumer or a investor in that you are a most no you're on the safest side on that, and your decision not to bring up a token, man, it's uh, yeah, it's I would I would say it's a wise decision right now, like going out there on a the market. Um, It's, it's it's very 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 clever and strategic one we we already announced our token out um, but what we did right now is that we're writing and we're communicating to the people that this token what we are bringing is made the the same uh, the, the example with a banana that what we are bringing up is um basically a only internal token which will be not a reward it's not a reward it's it's um, it's a currency to uh, to make breeding you know to to uh, be able to make voting but what you said as well this is a, this is a, has another part where it gets its hairy is that people are not allowed to discuss this in your discord because once and since they start doing that you are kind of providing this platform for that. And you're, uh, yeah, there will be like, if that's going to end up in a court, you just, hey, uh, it's, you, you're not tried to, to, uh, uh, to stop doing that, uh, your uh, people. And you cannot say that, okay, there's a third party who's, liqu who's bringing up the li uh, liquidity or um, let's say a black market where people are, buying this bananas or trias or whatever you call it these tokens the extra tokens because they want to use it for let's say for a breeding or because you cannot control that you as can, a you can right now i mean that's what i'm saying it is gray but i think it's it, it is a difficult gray in other words it is still gray i you know I'm, i'm not again i'm not saying that what creeps has done is wrong. I'm saying that it's dangerous, right? It's playing with yeah. a certain amount of fire. Right now, they have not chosen to go, on, go after those people. But I mean, clearly, when you go into the Gala games ecosystem, if you talk about Gala coin, you get banned, right? They, you know, each, th their lawyers are telling them to be very, very careful. Um, mm -hmm. So again, you know, this is not to fad Lumi in any way. This is to say that you have to pick your battles Uh, and, uh, and, and that was a battle that I felt we didn't want to pick. Whereas I think that's a battle that
Creeps, you know, Creeps has some very smart lawyers. I think, you know, Dom and Joe over there are brilliant and they've got a fantastic team uh, and, and they needed coins, right? That is a social game that does need coins or Lamex or other different tokens. Uh, they do kind of need it for their ecosystem, whereas we don't. So I was able to kind of avoid that. Whereas, you know, in your case and in Slotty's case, I don't know, right? It was, it, it was very yeah. in vogue originally to have an ERC-20 token. Now I think we're going to see more claims contracts, right? Like as you have these DAO structures, you don't need a coin to distribute. You can just kind of vote to distribute. Part of the reason why everyone wants a coin is because sometimes it's like printing free money, right? You become the printing press. Uh, but yeah, speaking of which, I wanted to ask you, um, so what is, what's your timeline for your next drop? Um, kind of how, how are you looking at things now? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so basically, it's um, what we do have right now. You know that initially our collection was meant to be a 10,000. And um, since we had this um, very rough start and huge hack attack and our um, IT security just just destroyed us and it was like it was hacked and we didn't have a protection in one sec and uh, so what we did was we were not and we were not able there were people like not able to purchase um, from and, and connect their wallets but they've been whitelisted. They wanted to purchase and whatever. What we did, we burned uh, almost uh, let's say like almost like seventy percent of our NFTs, just only for a reason to increase the value which uh, our holders were holding. And um, the idea what we had right now is um, it's like the strategy was this is a kind of this is a fundraising, of course, and. Uh, the money we are rising up, we need that to bring it back and put it into the marketplace to building that, that technology up. And um, we are a little bit short right now for that. So the initial idea of the bringing up the new generation and Delta generation, uh, which we are thinking that we will be able to drop it somewhere around uh, end of June, I would say. Um, is has this idea to um, to uh, to finalize this fundraise for the company uh, and to uh, to uh, to generate the amount of money which is needed, which we believe is needed for uh, uh, for a future development and for 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 uh, for a full integration of the marketplace in this metaverses. And um, yeah, we had this a, a little bit. We tried to do it with a, a little bit the story behind that. You know, this we have the cyberpunkish style and the stuff, and um, these are um, hybrids and humans and humanoids living together. And now the chosen one is born. By the way, I uh, we posted a sneak peek of this God Hand uh, one NFT, which will never be able to. No, nobody will able to sell it or buy it. It will get, we will gonna will drop it into the void of uh, uh, blockchain where he will somewhere around like uh, fly around and um, yeah this this god is making now updating or uploading um, these three races this humans hybrids and humanoids into a 
next or um, let's say uh, into a different um, different phase of life. So it's still not announced what it's going to look like. Like, for example, the Slotties, we know that they had the Slotty Juniors and there are a bunch of projects like CyberConks. They did this small conks and etc and conks genesis and, and 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 stuff but in our case it will be a little bit different like we are not spoiling it's not a mutation you just guys everybody's seen already we are going a little bit in a different different way we're just like uploading the souls of our um characters into something different and oh. uh yeah Basically, this is a long, long, long answer. I'm yeah. sorry, you just, no, no, that's you okay. just so, the next drop coming. Yeah, but, let's, yeah, we'll let's open up this. to some questions as well. If you want to ask a question, please raise your hand uh, while we're waiting for questions. So let's summarize for everyone regarding your project. Um, you're building a kind of gateway for a B2B solution for brands that want to be onboarded into the different metaverse platforms for actual metaverse uh, metaverse-related fashion as opposed to physical fashion. You may do physical fashion, but your focus is metaverse fashion. So putting the quality control standards onto people's kind of avatars and visual representations. Uh, exactly. You have a Genesis collection and now a secondary collection that's coming out and some interesting tokenomics that will be decided based on a DAO structure if it's distributed or reinvested. Uh, and essentially by holding one of these NFTs, in addition to people getting kind of free drops and, and things like that, they also kind of share in this important kind of brand or company or ecosystem that you're building with fashion brands. Um, okay, what is the difference between the Genesis and the, 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 the collection coming now in terms of benefits? Yeah, so good question. Um, um, it's still under under it's it's still secret because we haven't announced uh, officially um, the the drop of uh, of uh, a new generation or a generation delta. But I'm going to tell you what the benefits uh, are for um, for a Genesis generation. These are basically what we call a triads reward ecosystem. And uh, this is that that the Web 3.0 marketplace activities, and which are um, which are not only into the metaverse, but um, the idea what we had was to unite three worlds. It's one of is the metaverse, the uh, other is uh, augmented reality, and uh, third one is the physical world in a way of merchandise. So you have to imagine that the activities of um, in, in this integrated three in one marketplace in one stop marketplace is basically um will be the that will be added to the uh to the reward program fund let's say of a club and then the club members and the dao members will decide how to allocate that that uh, that rewards to uh, of course to the club members so this is what uh, genesis can and um yeah, what um, I love spoiling, by the way. Uh, my team members hate me for that. That I'm always uh, telling something and upfront, and they, 
I see some of yeah. our members are going to laugh at that because, I mean, I, I can't keep anything secret. I mean, I'm terrible. I am so bad on that. <laughs> like, I'm dropping sometimes. I dropped it several yeah, times. It's, so passionate. it's like, oh, my God, I have to share this with, with my yeah, exactly. I mean, it's, you know, This is so cool. I've got to show them. And it's like, fuck, I just, just ruined another big PR. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But uh, on this case, I'm <clears throat> they're going to just throw me out from a third floor if i'm gonna tell you what what the what the benefits or what the reward um will be from uh, uh, generation delta but um it will be announced of course and uh, we will scream out as loud as we can um but it will be a different and it will be kind of partly even uh, combined it will be i'm gonna give you a hint um, this will be uh, not a completely independent token, which has a complete uh, independent utilities. No, it will be a it will be a combination of a Genesis and uh, and the Delta will kind of upgrade. And this was a story where I brought up that the the creator or the chosen one, that that one who's right now helping the triads to make the super galactic jump into next stage. Um, and etc is updating their souls into the generation delta and uh, this will be kind of an upgrade so yeah this new tokens will be a kind of um basically as is, is, is our fan drive system that we are still in a leg and we need to to bring it up just to fill it and this token will be kind of a um, fulfillment of 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 this uh, the Genesis one as well, but it will be it will be able to be independent as well. It will be at the same time independent, but it will be adaptable differently to um, to a different Genesis. So it will be kind of an upgrade, let's say. Wonderful, wonderful. Yeah, yeah. You've got a lot going on, and 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 I do think that you know anyone who's really interested should join your Discord and check it out more. Um, okay, so I I don't see any hands. I I guess we've covered this fairly well. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, I guess so. Let me let's finish this because you know uh, for those who are not yet tired of listening, uh, we are. I'm going to be hosting Project uh, Rugpull Finder on WGMI uh, in ten minutes. So you can come and join me over there as well. But uh, let's just say this. Is there anything you don't think we have mentioned yet that we should be mentioning? Oh, no. We, um, I, I, I guess we had, um, we had a very um, intense and, and um, very good conversation. And it was very informative as well. And uh, thank you for that. And, um, yeah, it was amazing. Thanks a lot. And um, at this point, if I may to mention that, uh, because I've seen in your, uh, uh, in your schedule as well, in your podcast schedule, that um, Dylan will be hosting uh, on 27th, like in three days, right? Um, on our uh, Discord. And we might make uh, Twitter spaces as well. And yeah, he will be presenting um, a Fat Cats, and we're gonna play a little bit there because we have this one game, uh, finding a Tria, uh, looking up for the Tria in the universe. And yeah, we'll be happy to see you guys there as well. Fantastic, fantastic. I, I want to make a final point, and it's probably an hour topic in its own right. But one of the reasons why I 
you know, I often say that blue chip NFTs to me are synonymous with people building valuable brands. And one of the reasons I'm, I'm so bullish about that, and, and, you know, for those listening, I am definitely going to uh, make it put on my schedule to take you all uh, into Second Life sometime this week. Uh, I want to stream that and show you because I think until you actually see what it looks to walk around a metaverse platform, uh, I don't think this will click for all of you. But the short point is this. When I look at the human social capital of all these people in all these communities, this is like the wet dream of a brand, right? Because really, what it, you know, why was Vans so important? And why was Nike, is Nike so important? And, and why is Adidas, right? Because everyone is wearing it, right? When you buy into these brands, it becomes part of your social identity. It becomes a flex. You become their brand ambassadors. It's this funny thing, but you're paying Nike for the honor to have their shoe, which is giving you a purpose. But also everywhere you're going now, people are, are seeing you in your Nikes and associating kind of sports lifestyle with Nikes. And so when these brands start to be the official partners and, and have clothing in these metaverse platforms, that is a, a brand that you know from you know the world, whether it be Gucci or whatever, or Champs or whatever kind of we resonate with, that is extremely valuable to them, meaning even if they don't make the money from selling that product to a mass audience in these metaverse platforms, they have drastically increased the value of their global brand because they get to have those press releases and Instagram posts and shilling moments all over the space showing people that, you know, we're part of the Ready Player One movement and stuff. And when you start to go down this rabbit hole, you know, I see uh, someone, you know, with Marcus is, has his black profile pic. You know, when I think black has realized this and I think Nike have realized this. I think Adidas uh, just didn't want to be left behind because Nike was doing it. But I think the, the brands that are coming in and understand uh, what it means to have a Web3 face, right? A Web3 shoe that they can post around and make a moment out of or understanding that ultimately they are built on uh, social capital and not really the materials, right? Because most quality companies have the same quality control. You know, you're not just buying them for the quality. You're buying it for the style and you're buying it because they've managed to get everywhere, right? They've reached that critical mass of exposure. And so I think that's how you should start looking at, at, at metaverse platforms as potentially, you know, billboards or runways or walkways for all of these brands to keep staying in front of you. Because that's the thing with advertising, right? It's constantly staying in front of you. You know, Coca-Cola is everywhere we look. And that, that has a tremendous, tremendous value. Uh, so on that note, I think we'll kind of end things here. Thank you so much for joining me, NR. And I look forward to coming and talking and hanging with your community. And uh, to the Fat Cats listening, do come and join us there as well. Uh, please check out the podcast schedule. And uh, we'll go and play some games with our friends. Very excited. Thanks again. I'm going to join you even then um, on, a, on a Twitter right now. Okay, awesome. So everyone's WGMI. Uh, we'll post that link. Cyril, if you could post that link, please, in the general chat. We'll hop on over there. Bye, everyone.